folks, welcome back to the Preacher's Devo Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. The Preacher's Devo Podcast, as implied by its title, is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. Throughout the podcast, I offer an analysis of the content found in the Heidelberg Catechism. I have picked the Heidelberg Catechism for its easy-to-follow structure of what are called 52 Lord's Days. Today, we are in episode number 19, and therefore in Lord's Day number 19. If you can recall, the Heidelberg Catechism is divided in three main parts. We are still in part number two, which is the bulk of the Heidelberg Catechism. Part number two consists, consists of Lord's Day number five through 31. Within this part, we have talked about a lot of things, including primarily the Apostles' Creed now for a few weeks. The Apostles' Creed highlights the triune nature of God, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. From Lord's Day 11 all the way until now, in episode number 19, Lord's Day number 19, we have been talking about Jesus Christ, who is the second member of the Trinity. Today we will wrap up our discussion of the second person of the Trinity, Jesus, and then next week we will begin speaking about the Holy Spirit. As a way of recap, remember, Jesus Christ is the one whom our salvation has been accomplished through. He is God, He is the Son of God, and He is the second member of the Trinity. The triune nature of God, as we have already spoken about, is very difficult to explain, yet it is simple. It is difficult because God is God and we cannot explain Him, but it is also simple because it highlights the personhood of God and how He is revealed throughout redemption history. He's revealed in three persons, yet He is one. Of course, we are finite beings trying to explain or trying to reason about an infinite being. Therefore, we have to settle for the fact that Jesus is who He says He is, God the Father is who He says He is, God the Holy Spirit says who He says He is, and we believe Him in the Bible as our authoritative book that reveals the personhood of God. What is clear is that God is sovereign that He is in control, and that God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit rule with all authority, both in heaven and on earth. Now, Lord's Day number 19 begins with this question. What does this glory of Christ, our head, profit us? Now, the glory referred to here is Jesus Christ being the head of the church. What profit is there for the church, the people of God, that Jesus Christ is our head? It is important to recall here that this idea of Christ being the head comes straight from the letters of Paul. Paul refers to Jesus as being the head of the church, his body. Paul speaks of this analogy using this illustration of a body to really make profound statements about the personhood of Christ and also how he relates to us as the body that he controls. The idea of Jesus controlling the body really has to do with his lordship, that he is lord over his people, meaning us, the church. Here will be great for us to be reminded of a few verses that refer to this. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22. And he, meaning God, put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church. Also in Ephesians in chapter 5, verse 23, as an analogy of a way of analogy, here's what Paul says, For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church, he himself being the Savior of the body. And finally, one last passage from Colossians chapter 1, verse 18, says this, He is also head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. 
This idea of having first place in everything is important because, again, it refers to the lordship of Jesus Christ, not only over the church, but also over all things, all of creation. This is what theologians call the preeminence of Christ, and it really is drawn primarily from Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 to 29. Paul there shows that Christ is supreme in all things over the universe and also his people. So, what does this glory of Christ then our head profit us? That's the question. Here's the answer from the Heidelberg Catechism. First, that by His Holy Spirit, which whom we're going to talk about next week, He pours out heavenly gifts upon us, His members. Then, by His power, He defends and preserves us against all enemies. The idea of gifts is very important because Christ is the head of the church and the church is a body. The body has members. The members have gifts, and those gifts are for the benefit of the body. The gifts are given by the Holy Spirit, whom we're going to talk about next week. But this is given to certain believers, specific ones. Every believer has spiritual gifts that's given to them as salvation, the point of conversion. And those gifts then are to be used for the benefit of the body of Jesus Christ. By the way, this is why church membership is so important, because believers should be able to and should regularly use their spiritual gifts for the benefit, for the building up, the equipping of each other, the saints, for the work of ministry. And this phraseology I just used is borrowed from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 10 through 12. Let me read it to you. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of or the building up of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So the prophet that we have in Christ is that he equips us for the work of ministry, but also that he protects us. Hence why the Heidelberg Catechism answers the question, of the Lord's Day number 19 with the fact that His power, it is by His power that He defends and preserves us against all enemies. In other words, Christ is the protector of His people. Christ's protection gives us great hope that He will destroy all of our enemies ultimately. By enemies, I mean death and also the devil. John 10, 20 8 to 30 says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. Here, Jesus is talking about eternal security that Christ will maintain and sustain us before the father. And then when it comes to death, here's what he says. This is 1 Corinthians 15, 25-26. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Now the Heidelberg Catechism has another question in Lord's Day number 19, which is our final question. The question is this. What comfort is it to you that Christ shall come to judge the living and the dead? Quote, unquote. This quote is found again in the Apostles' Creed, the very last sentence of the section speaking about Jesus Christ. The answer given is this, that in all my sorrows and persecutions, I, with uplifted head, look for the very one who offered himself for me to the judgment of God and remove all curse from me to come as judge from heaven. 
who shall cast all his and my enemies into everlasting condemnation, but shall take me with all of his chosen ones to himself into a heavenly glory and joy. What a mouthful, huh? But here's what it basically means. It means that Jesus has secured for us a righteous judgment that through his righteousness we will be judged and we will enter into eternal joy and glory because of what he has done on our behalf on the cross. Ultimately, what it means for us is that we will be given eternal life and have been given eternal life through Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 to 21 says, says this, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it might be comforted to His glory to his glorious body, excuse me, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. In other words, we will have and we will be given glorified bodies in the end. So when judgment comes, we will be judged into eternal life, not eternal death. Eternal life, spending eternity with God in heaven, that's reserved for those who believe and have loved and do love Jesus Christ and eternal Death is reserved for those who will suffer in hell for all eternity away from the presence of God. And we are called, folks, to look forward to this blessed hope, the blessed hope of Christ's glorious appearing. Titus 2 verse 13 says this, Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. We have much to look forward to. And I end with Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many, to those who eagerly wait for Him who will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. Let us all eagerly await for the coming of Jesus Christ. Well, folks, that's all for the Preacher's Devo podcast, episode number 19. And until our next podcast, stay encouraged, encourage others, and keep growing in Christ. Feel free to subscribe to this podcast and invite your friends and family to also listen to it. God bless and see you soon.